So another fellow podcaster, Ryan Jones, joined the Down to Business podcast today. Man, it's really nothing like having another podcast perspective on with us, man. We really enjoy, you know, just picking at the brains. We really enjoy when another host can come on, you know, and sometimes take a step away from what they're used to, their original role, and pop into being an interviewee. So with Ryan, he runs the Raw Mind Sports podcast. So really, one, first thing that stood out to me was really the name. So he got into a lot of that, where really the name came from and the story behind it, which I think you guys will definitely find to be entertaining but really even talked about his love for sports just really where it derived from how it started even some of the memories that he has around it and today and how he's been able to achieve so much just from who he's interviewed even a documentary that he's working on for the Tarbar area so if that's you or anyone who you may know that's involved in any of those sports or has ever been you definitely want to be on the lookout for that but then on top of that we really talked about even what he wants to do beyond the podcast and how he really wants to give back to the youth the initiatives the workshops everything that he's really looking forward to not only bring it to the North Carolina and Tarboro community, but to communities beyond. So without further ado, enjoy episode 107, Raw and Uncut. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. I got to shout out Jessica for this one, man. She has been somebody who has really been instrumental along my podcast journey, just from the support to the plugins, to the connections, to even just giving me ideas, showing love. She came to the live event and everything like that. So she has been somebody who, even in thinking about starting her own ventures and things like that, I ain't going to debut too much for her side. I'm going to let her give y'all that. But she even reached out to me and she was able to pick my brain a little bit. We were able to kind of bounce ideas off one another. But it was just cool, man. It was just really cool to see how, you know, we were able to acquaint with one another. And then from there, it's really just been nothing but love, nothing but genuine support. And I got to thank her for that. I wouldn't be sitting across from this gentleman today and even a couple of people who I've been able to bring on previously if it wasn't for her. So Ryan was somebody who she pretty much, she sent me his page, she sent me his info. She said, y'all got to chop it up. She said he talked some good content. She know I, she said she knew I had an interest in sports and things like that. And most people originally, what I guess most people really don't know about the podcast or just me in general was that before I really figured out, I guess, the lane or the niche or where I wanted to really take this, sports was my biggest thing. Like that's what I went to grad school for. That's really was my concentration. That's what I studied, sports communication. If I could have it my way coming out of grad school, I really would have been like your next like Stephen Neck or like Shannon Sharp, um, just from the more so perspective of what they do, like how their shows are formatted, what they talk about, breaking news, everything like that, but how they kind of switch from sport to sport. But obviously business kind of stepped in there. I I was meeting a lot of people along the way, building a lot of rapport with a lot of dope individuals. And I said, you know what? I want to get down to business, but nonetheless, my love for sports, my passion for all of that is always still there. So that's really another reason why I'm excited to be sitting down with Ryan. But no, like I said, definitely have to give a big shout out to Jess, man. Sent me this contact. He was showing love. Even when we first started following each other, I reached out to him. And in this interview, as a podcaster himself, we were able to make this a quick turnaround time. He got the setup on his side. So we all good to go. So Ryan, how you doing today? How's everything? Man, I'm well, man. I'm well. I'm well, man. I appreciate Jessica for, uh, you know, uh, plugging me in with Down to Business podcast, you know. So this should be a fun thing. And it's kind of weird, man, because I'm usually doing all the interviewing myself. And I'm actually the interviewee. Somebody's interviewing me. So it makes me feel a little special here. But 
Yeah, let's get the raw thoughts. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should we should definitely you know you you got to feel as special as possible. You got to switch up that. You got to switch up the format sometimes. Okay, and so you kind of already gave people a look into it, an insight as to you know what you do, what we're here to talk about today. But you know, for everybody, I know we're gonna have a host of different people. We're gonna have some people from my side. We're gonna have some people from your side, and then we're just gonna have some people that are far and in between. So, can you one just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then two, can you just tell us what brings you on the podcast today? Um, for one, um, I'm Ryan Jones. I'm the host of Raw Mind Sports. You can follow me on YouTube, um, Ryan Jones, Raw Mind Sports, Instagram, Raw Mind Sports, podcast players, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. You can tune in. You can name it. Whatever podcast you listen to, whatever platform you use, you can find me there. Um, you know, I have a link trim on Facebook as well. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much I've been covering sports for a while, interviewing, debates, whatever type of topic, whether as in right now, I'm actually working for High School OT as well, um, WRLs, High School OT, where I'm covering high school sports. Right now it's football, but I'll be covering sports throughout the entire year, you know, usually. So uh, for that, man, um, I'm just a sports lover, been a sports lover all my life, known there, just about anything and everything. When it comes to sports, been around it my whole life. And for – the other question is coming on down to business podcast. I think it was pretty cool, man, to kind of see the business side of the podcast where, you know, it's kind of a different lane, as I should say. It's not like particularly just product. The product is the interviews and listen to amazing stories where if you're traveling from here to Texas on a, on a driving or if you're flying, you know, podcasts or things that you can actually listen to. If you have the time, sometimes you may want to listen to a dope podcast that's short and quick. If you're on your way to your eight to five or your nine to five job, whoever has those, then you have entrepreneurs who can really pretty much pick their own time and still kind of mentally prepare themselves for the day. Whatever type of podcast you're listening for, there's so many um, genres of, of podcasts that you can listen to from all type of angles and stuff. So, I mean, podcast world, I kind of love it and it's different and it's kind of interesting to kind of talk about the business side of podcasts. For sure. Most definitely. So I already see the blanket in the background, San Francisco. Let's uh, let's take it back a little bit. So you said you really just been a sports lover all your life. It's just been a passion of yours. Where did that where did it really start? Was it growing up? Did you play a lot of sports? Was it kind of just your upbringing in the households? Was it like really competitive and things like that? Where do you remember your earliest memory of really like just loving it, just wanting to get into all things sports, no matter what it was? Man, <laughs> a question I'll probably ask somebody. Well, for me personally, it was pretty much easy, man. I've been born and raised in Tarver, North Carolina. Um, all my family played football. Tarver's huge in football. I played football, basketball, baseball. My nickname is Primetime. So anybody knows me, that's my nickname. So, I mean, sports always been around, not just by me just looking at it, by playing it. You know, it's funny that I'm a my family, most of my family are Cowboys fans. And my mom said when I was little, I was cheering for the 49ers. And she said she wasn't going to let me not be what I love. So during that time, say a child knows best when he's young. So she allowed it. This is not the blanket she got me, but she got me a blanket similar back in the early eighties. No, excuse me, late eighties, nineties that I still got actually right now in the house. I just don't have it. Well, in this, my little um, man cave, which by the way, thanks for reminding me. I'm about to put it in here. So I got to find where I'm going to put it at. So that's even, that's very, very important. So it lets people know, like, I ain't just jump on the 49ers bandwagon. I'd be like that through the good, bad, and ugly. I had a guy in high school that was telling me, he was like, man, you've been a diehard fan of 49ers from day one. They said, man, you ain't never left. You know, most team guys lead their teams and stuff like that. But from the sports perspective, basically when you ask your question, um, yeah, I um, 
I've been in the game of sports all my life. That's all I know is sports, 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 sports. <laughs> so I know you said pretty much everybody grew up playing football in the 49ers, obviously being a football team, but I know your love has to extend everywhere. So you're pretty much inclusive of, of everything, football, basketball, baseball, you name it. Is there anything that you kind of don't focus on or anything you put more emphasis on, or do you really just try to cover everything based off a of season, based off of relevance? Um, for me, when it comes to deep down into it, diving deep, you know, football, basketball, of course, you know, baseball, I would get there, you know, certain sports depend on what it is. You know, I love watching, you know, Raw Thoughts, WWE wrestling, although it's entertainment and people say fake. I'm just crazy about that. MMA, UFC, stuff like that. I do watch Fight to Fight. Do I know every each and every fight guy when they come up to fight? No, I, I really don't know them until I just turn on the TV prior to Sports Center. But it's amazing to still watch these guys, like, battle it out. But will I say, like, I'm honing in, I really know a lot about it. I don't have a lot of knowledge on that, if that's pretty much answering your question. Okay, got you. Yeah, no, I definitely do think that we all can consider ourselves a little bit versed in the sports world, but do we know every little nook and cranny and every, nah, intricacy, nah, you really got to be one of them legit dudes who study that and breathe it, live it and die it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I hear this sports interest. I hear this love. I hear the upbringing. I hear what you were surrounded by. I hear growing up in Tarbo. I know a little bit about Tarbo. Not too much, though, just for my ECU affiliation. But at what point did you really brand yourself? How did this, one, you came up with a name, Raw Mind Sports, but two, you decided to really enter that podcast lane because one, I, I say it to people that I bring on here that when I kind of entered the podcast space back in, this was only 2019, I didn't really notice that it was as populous, meaning like what I'm looking at back then versus now, I feel like it's way more podcasts out here, just about everything, about anything, even people who I went to school with now have podcasts. So I know for you, you starting, you coming in, what really made you want to shift in that zone? Was it something that you came in by yourself with? Were you with people at first? How did the whole podcast really become what it is right now? Man, that's pretty cool to, um, to ask. Yeah, I dive into that. Um, for me, man, uh, what happened was I was with the wifey right now that I'm with now. Um, didn't even know. When he, what, wasn't even thinking about like even getting into podcasts or anything. Just back in 2018, we first dated. First thing she hit me with is, what do you want to do in life? She said, she said, you like, you're more of a grounded person, which I am. Like, I'm not an up-in-the-air person everywhere. I like to stay honed in to what I am. And at, at, at that time, you know, she was like, what do you want to do with life? You know, and I was like, at the time, I didn't know. And I, I'm glad I needed that because that right there, that energy put me back down to ground myself to where I needed to go. And I was able to focus more. And so one day, me and my friend, you know, raw thoughts. He was drinking. I was drinking. We was at my mom's house for watching watching sports and we got into a, a huge debate about somebody i forgot the the, the sport um, i want to say football probably was football or um nba finals or something like that it was in between that range nfl season about startup for the nba finals and i think we got into it we got into it got into it she said ha and by the way by her looking at it from the visionary she is you know she graduated from unc in media production which, again, I wasn't even thinking about what she was doing in that field. But it actually, for now, I really see the bigger picture. Like, that really helped me out a lot. So um, she was like, you need to do something with sports. Have a sports show. I said, what would you call it? What would you call it? And me and my boy, who was still debating and fussing while we was um, intoxicated a little bit, raw thoughts, and uh, in which now I don't even – and nothing against it because I just, I just know one because – 
And whatever you do is whatever you do. And trust me, I've just been on a little health binge lately, but don't get twisted. I still will, you know, put a little bit in me, you know. But right now, it's been on a two-month hiatus from that. It's been helping me from some other levels, which I don't know. So I get it. I'm going to turn up, guys, so don't get it twisted. I ain't knocking nobody. I'm not even going to tell nobody to say no to it. I'm not even in that type of field. Whatever you do is it whatever makes you happy, do it. But uh, <laughs> what Rob thoughts uh So um, with that – uh. You know, when she was like, what was the name? And he was talking. And, you know, for me, I have a professionalism. Like, for him, Raw Thoughts, he's not a camera guy trying to get on no camera, do nothing like that all the time. That's just not him. Um, but he always has my support still to this day. And he'll still tell me, quit. Like, that stuff is built for you. Like, I made sense of that. Like, that made sense for me to be doing what I'm doing. So that day, he was like, man, forget it. Let's call it Raw something. And then I just said, shoot, Raw Mind Sports. And it was like, they said, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. And everybody was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, it's a raw mind. I want to do something different. I don't want the, the, the typical show, the Ryan Jones show. I wanted something that's going to stand out when they hear raw minds. But like, raw mind? It may make a person look compared to Ryan like, hey, Ryan, okay. But when they say raw, raw, raw what? Like, it may make you stand there for a second, literally for two seconds at the ponder. It'll make you stop what you're doing at the moment compared to hearing just the boring name whatever so for me raw mind sports is me being raw being whatever's on my mind whatever i feel it may be stats it may be what i feel in raw thought form so i take it deep on the level to where i get raw with it like let's be realistic that kid just can't play the position it is what it is no matter how many people coaches coach him up he just don't got it you know i might have certain things like that and um i'll say so that's how raw mind sports started from there was just a simple show I ain't gonna lie, starting out back in 2018 at my mom's house, having a green screen, wifey had green screen cameras. She used to record and edit stuff like that. And then eventually, <clears throat> I'll be the person that'll um, create shows, bring in random guys. Shout out to my guy, Air White, him, boy, TJ Harrell, and my guy, Corey Baker. We, uh, we basically were just doing shows, man, just off of what's going on, the latest topics. We'll record them, I'll put them out. You know, at first people probably looking at me like, man, what the world prime time doing? What, what kind of stuff he got going on here? You know, probably just something random. Like, what's he thinking? What's he doing? So from there, I kept getting momentum, growing consistently, consistently, consistently. They were like, even when I interviewed my guy, before I got through with him, I ended up starting interviewing guys like coaches and Lavelle Moten and guys like professional athletes from Montrez Harrell to Ty Gurley's to, you know, my guy Sean Drone to other professionals in other areas um, that I end up interviewing like one-on-one interviews and my guy Sean Jones told me from day one, like, man, you, you and your gift, man. He said, you used to even debate sports when you was playing sports in high school. He said, this is you. So I wouldn't even think of that. So the whole time wifey editing, doing all this stuff, um, putting the videos out, you know, even putting them out on audio, you know, I didn't know none of that stuff in 2018, like nothing. And so one day she was like, all right, now you didn't, you didn't got your step, you're on your ground. You need to learn something. I said, yeah. So after that, I just started learning everything on my own and started doing things on my own. And my content kept getting out. I'm on a lot faster. So if I could video now, I could edit things, I could edit audio, audio videos, whatever. So now, you know, from that point, that's what like led me to where I'm at. And that started everything. And from there, it's just been something in the wind from going to WITN, having a show on WITN to having a show. WITN is my TV to having a show on weird television to now working for a high school sports and now creating a brand. I even have a gala, which I, since the pandemic, I haven't had it, but next year is definitely for sure. Why well, salute volunteer mentors and coaches who go above and beyond without making anything monetary. 
And I do that for this area around here. I'm also producing a Tarba football documentary right now. So I'm doing things that'll be out June 2023. So I guess I guess I'm busy. I'll let you figure that out. <laughs> I was about to say, man, it's, it sounds like you on. And I was even going through uh, your story earlier today, and I was catching some of the the snippets and clips that you've been posting from the Tarbro documentary. I'm very interested uh, to see how that turns out. But no, man, it it really does sound like that perfect story in a sense. Like you know, you you knew the gift, you knew what you loved to do, and and then for you, it wasn't even more so like you felt like it was something that you had to do or it was a job. It was really just talking or just around friends and y'all debating or something on TV and y'all just talking, y'all just having conversation. Because that's how a lot of these debates and these conversations, these things, everybody watching the same game, we're looking at the same thing. One person might say one point, another person say, well, now nah, hold on now. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's getting heated, it's getting discussion. So right, weird. right, right. But it really sounds like, you know, you also had good people, especially in wifey around you to, you know, put some of that because, yeah, take it from a one man band myself. Like if it wasn't for grad school and me just getting a lot of those experiences with camera, with multimedia, with editing, producing, I, I would have been a deer in the headlights to some of this stuff. So <laughs> I was definitely glad that, you know, sometimes I was even explaining it to some of my friends like, that you don't know that or like that's but then i also remember you know everybody doesn't have that background everybody didn't study this in school and then go to grad school right, right. and then try to brand themselves so the fact that you had somebody in your corner too to not only motivate you to push you but to also tell you all right now i, I done been here but look i need you to let, let, let's get some wheels turning here two two lines <laughs> always gonna work better than one so but no that's what's up so kind of even led me to my next question too. So I was really going to ask you like, does your podcast, I know you said that sometimes you're, well, the majority of the times you're the interviewer, but does your podcast follow a specific format? Like, do you want to highlight athletes for some segments? Do you want to highlight coaches? Do you try to bring on like a certain type of, like, I know for me, when I first started, I wanted to drop at least two episodes, three episodes a week with you. Does it really kind of depend on what's going on? Does it depend what type of like, because I know you say you talk to professional athletes, you talk to coaches. So what is that really like for you when you're thinking about content, when you're trying to put everything together for the podcast? Man, for me, um, I'm pretty much it, it doesn't matter whatever's going on, whatever the interview is, I'm willing to make it happen and get it done. But um, every interview is different. Some interviews like if I'm, if, for example, if I'm, interviewing the coach to talk about how he can rev a state championship game. I'm probably going to talk about the state championship game ahead of him. If I'm interviewing somebody just in general, like, hey, I want to interview you and just talk about your career, what you've done, and the accolades, then, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. If it's high school kids, you know, it's things that I'm going to talk about, which I'm about to produce now, by the way, is like doing something about high school kids and sports and not just necessarily talk about how successful they are on the court, the field, wherever, but kind of just talk about things that may be aware of them, like their mental health, their, you know, health, or just talking about things that they need to do in the classroom and stuff like that. So I'm going to bring those questions more out more. Now, most of my shows are kind of based upon what those those individuals themselves do. So I'm always adjusting to what they're doing and what they're comfortable with. And I make sure they're comfortable um, coming on the show to do what they have to do. And those shows could be – I could do some live stream shows from my computer. The reason why I say live stream shows, because most of my shows between 2018 through 2020 – we're pretty much not even live stream. Most of the time, I was on the road, camera, wherever I'm at, in facilities. And then when the pandemic came, you know, it kind of stopped a whole lot of stuff. So that's when I really actually raw thoughts for the pandemic. For one for that, I probably didn't know half the stuff I know now, you know, because I had no choice but to sit in here and learn. And I just can't sit in the house and watch TV all day, you know. So they shut down everything during that time. Like, I had a chance to go over some tutorials, old things, and learn some things that was already out before and 
it allowed me to be where I'm at now and to, you know, be able to use a lot of things that I'm using, my tools that, I be, that I'm able to use now that I didn't be able to use before. And those things, man, kind of made me where I'm at today, you know, and I'm just, you know, grateful and happy that I'm able to know those things. So for me, to your question, basically, I'm saying it's like, depends, man. I may have three shows a week. I may have one show a week, you know, so it just depends on the situation. Some things could be immediate. Some things could be like just typical. I just want to get an interview. It ain't no rush. But, you know, certain content needs to be out delivery wise, you know, especially if it's dealing with something that's with the now. You can't wait two months to put it out and it comes out now. Cause we may discuss something now. That's like happening right now that people are like he had this show out. It, that was like three months ago. Why I'm going to hear that now? You know, so, you know, so I'm just saying like people like they think that. So, you know, you try to if you're going to do shows, you want to make sure your shows are in order and update and you'll kind of figure out in order which one needs to go out immediate, which one doesn't stuff like that. Now you, man, if there's one thing that studying and, and broadcast and with the news and sports, man, timeliness is of the essence. Like if you're, if you're late, to, if you're not the first to break it, if you're not coming with the facts, if you're not on it when it happened, some people right. don't want to hear about, it, especially with sports, man, because there's so many reporters, there's so many agents, right. there's so many outlets that just is getting this and tweeting that and the bomb, woes bombs and everything like that, man. It's just like you're right. not the first to the first, you might as well save it, play up. But I think that that also teaches you too, just about content and just about how to repurpose certain things. Just about you know how sometimes, like you said, it depends how sometimes a an interview with an athlete or an interview with a coach necessarily may not have to go out this very second may not have to go out you know but if it's okay well this coach has this championship coming up okay well let me preview the championship drop the interview and then we can recap afterwards so it's all about you know making sense of the crap and everything like that so i hear right about, right i hear about tarboro north carolina i hear about that you've done two things that kind of show me that this area this place these people these students have had great effect on you one the gala i love that i love the fact that you know you're going above and beyond to recognize these people who otherwise may not have been recognized in this capacity these people who are doing this you know the love of their heart not always monetary but just for the love of the game for the love of the kids for wanting to give back and everything but two the documentary i think that that's amazing i think that that's dope i think that there will be a lot of untold stories that you've shed light on and bring light to so what about this particular place what about your birthplace being from here what has it really done for you to make you want to dedicate yourself to them in this capacity to do this gala to do this um documentary and everything like that how much does tarbo really mean to you when it comes to that tarbo means a lot i'm trying to run for mayor the next four years so with that being said now i'm joking man <laughs> so uh no tarbo means a lot man um i've been here all my life and for me i like tarbo simply because man I just sat down one day and I was telling the wife, like, like, yo, it's a lot of, a lot of places in the country have a lot of talent, but Tarboro is so special to me, not just because I'm from Tarboro, but it's a very small town that has a lot of talent and things just, just doesn't work out for these small town heroes. You know, they don't have all the resources that Raleigh and Charlotte may have. They got to get it out the mud, literally. Um, employment rates alone or like at the rock bottom of North Carolina. So people trying to come get a job in Tarboro, it's like, you know, you asking, you asking for a death wish, raw thoughts. So, you know, I mean, things like that. And then all of that, they're winning championships. But a lot of things I was just saying in general, like raw thoughts, like kids, it's a lot of D1 talent, cause at least kids from years now, even pulling out this thing with the documentary, listening, it's a lot of people from years who could have easily went D1 and played football, just talking about the sport of football. I'm just kidding. It's other sports too, but I'm just saying the football right now because I bring it a documentary. But 
their grades might not have been there or whatever. So, you know, and it's a lot of kids that we may see Ty. We may see Sean John. We may see Tyquan. We may see my guy TJ Williams play at NC State. They're black. It's a list of them. I don't want to make sure I don't want to forget nobody. But if they didn't go to NFL, they played D1. My guy Travis, he played at ECU under um, Steve Logan. So um, he was a star free safety. Um, those guys actually did did what was what was needed. I'm not saying that other people didn't do what they were needed. Maybe the resources, maybe things weren't right at home. I don't know because I'm not in absolutely in that household. But I understand where well, I know that the, the, the surrounding of this area. And a lot of people could have went places, but they just – didn't do the necessary things or they just didn't have enough resources so or, or guidance you know because we don't have but so much most people they come to tarboro take off you know most people that leave tarboro graduate they don't come back unless they retire unless they get old they'll come back because they didn't live their life like tarboro's not a place where you want to at, at that time and probably now and they're still trying to grow people are trying to bring back things hard but tarboro is not a place where you want to grow your life at I'm just saying raw thoughts. It's not a place where it has everything. It's not downtown live. It doesn't have none of that. If you're a young guy, young kid, young girl, woman, whatever, you not might not want to be in Tarboro because Tarboro doesn't have the Glenwood Avenue effect or Fifth Street in Greenville. You know, where you got things going on. They don't have that. Now, you have, we do have an amazing brewery in Tarboro Brewery Company, but, you know, that's the only thing when you look downtown Tarboro. Most of the stores are closed at 5 o'clock. So, shoot, kids don't come out to about 7, 8, 9 o'clock. You know, and I think Tarbor likes that. And I don't knock it down no jazz because that's what it like. That's what it is. So, you think about Tarbor, like, it's a lot of things that are not, you know, here. But you want to be able to use this. It's more of a community-based town. Like, you want to use this community to learn a few things, take a few lessons. But don't necessarily mean you have to be in Tarbor at the same time. It's always right that if you come back to Tarbor and bring more and all that you've come back, you probably could have a lot more than what you want. I mean that we then we do have, as I should say. But you know, Tarbo alone, man, um a lot of things, a lot of kids either got in trouble, grades won't right, things like that. And I feel like I need to bring some awareness to it. So therefore we won't keep having the same revolving recycling door over and over and over because it's been so much talent that never got nowhere. And to this day you could go you go to guys at the store. I remember when I was playing in high school. And that's what I'm saying. You hear those stories every time, people can say, Yeah, when I was in high school, I did this right. And everybody say, Yeah, they were good in high school. But nobody ever hears the, the the deep thought in it. Like I was good in high school, but I didn't go to college. But I didn't go pro. But I didn't go nowhere. And not saying that everybody wanted to go pro or wanted to go to the next level. But just hearing that alone is like you had an opportunity and you just didn't get. It, you just didn't do it, or something happened. It's nothing against what happened, but it's still like you still had that opportunity and it didn't happen. And hearing all those stories is like you had so much talented people in this town on the athletic of the football well, the football field, other sports too, but football definitely, and they still never went nowhere. They end up working regular jobs or, and again, raw thoughts, not against regular jobs, but working against, working jobs or working nine to five, but really not working in that passion or doing something passion. Even if they didn't go, even if they went to college to play a little bit, maybe they want to be coaches later. Maybe they want to be collegiate coaches. They didn't get the opportunity to do that. So now they have to settle for things. Like and I always tell people all the time, man, like it's nothing like, you know, going and working in your passion that you love and getting paid for compared to just saying, I got to go pay these bills. So I got to have this job or have the, I got to do what I got to do mindset. But now you're working a job. Yeah. You may get paid good. You may not get paid good. And you're still miserable mentally because you work at a place that you don't even want to be at. So, you know, and I'm trying to change that resource. A lot of these guys, you know, in the sports world, it's so many avenues they can travel. 
from sports medicine to sports agents, agents to sports training to coaches to sports and filming. Um, to it's, it's it's a whole lot. I ain't even gonna go into the whole brands, but even if they don't even make it on the field as the 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 athlete, you still have other doors you could go through to like to still have a very successful and well paying career. You know, in the field because sports ain't going nowhere. So you know, and I just felt like a lot of these guys opportunity just went right past them and I just want to stop that door, close it up, throw it out in, um, in the ocean. If I could throw it to the Pacific Ocean, I would, but you know I can't. It's kind of far. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I just want to change that that door, man, and, and just make sure these that just doesn't keep coming up. And also hearing those stories may bring people like those guys back to incite those stories like, trust me, you don't want to be here. Trust me. It ain't what I love. Even if you didn't get in trouble, I'm just saying you need to do this and do that. You want to be able to bring that. And this small town of Tarboro had a lot of talented people who just had to give it up. They could have went. Ain't necessary. Everybody probably, a lot of them could have went D1. Some could have still went D2, D3, went to school, went somewhere and kind of found that niche. Some of them didn't even get that opportunity. And I just want to make sure my, my line is get a shot at life. Now, what you do with your shot, that's on you. Because I can't babysit you. I ain't a great, I mean, once you get out there, that's on you. But I want to make sure that I provide that shot at life. Man, I, I relate to that sentiment so much, but especially I'll take it even one step further. I, I've noticed that in education, how I didn't, I had the pleasure of going to a private uh, Catholic school for high school. And I speak about this story a lot. Something that I noticed when I got to college was that one of my professors one day just stopped the class and said, you know, how many of y'all really felt prepared, like coming in here, like from your high school, from what you did, from what you learned, from how they kind of structured everything to coming in here? And a host of people just didn't raise their hand. Like, and mm. and I, so I raised my hand and then she followed it up with, well, how many of y'all went to public school? And pretty much the whole class's hand shot up and my hand stayed down. So I noticed right then and there that, you know, the minute you pay for something or the money talks for sure. The minute you, hmm, you know, no doubt. money is involved, <laughs> the minute you're, you know, you on the other side of the, you in the suburbs or you somewhere else, the opportunities, the resources, all of that, it becomes totally different. I saw some things at my high school that, you know, you go to the average, even my little brother, he went to the best public high school in Philadelphia. Still like some of the resources and still some of the things that he was dealing with is some of the questions I was asking him that I just thought were second nature were totally new to him or they didn't do it like that at the school or it wasn't just something that they adopted. So one of the things that I still want to do to this day, I want to start my nonprofit in education for that specific reason, recognizing that, like you said, so many stories out there, so much talent out there is so much mind power that we have not tapped into. Why? Simply out of these people's control sometimes just because, you know, you, you couldn't afford the Catholic school and everything like that. I get that. I could barely afford it. It was very expensive. And I, the reason why I ended up getting the scholarship was because of really what it was, was I lost my mom in high school. And so the people at my school pretty much vowed to pay um, the rest of it because she was the primary breadwinner in the family. So it was a thing of one, you know, that's a, that's a very circumstantial situation. That's something that not everybody is fortunate enough to do, but it's not to say that just because you didn't have the money, or just because you could you you lived outside of the zip code or the area code a little bit doesn't mean that you still shouldn't be allotted these same opportunities because now I go to my school and we got all these D1 coaches coming to practice. We got people pulling us out of class to talk to us in the middle of class. You got 
scouts and everything at your practices, not even at the games, but the practices. They right, right, right. One on one, they know you by first name and everything like that. You go to these public schools, they only there for that one particular player. That one particular, they know why they're here. They know what game right. they're going to. They, they, you might not see them, but this is like a regular Wednesday afternoon for us. We got Alabama right, right. on the field, Michigan on the field, Ohio State on the field. We like, <laughs> you know, that was Definitely. that was brand new to me. But hearing hearing that because you know. The money talks, or we were just on the right side right. of the counter, things like that. I feel like that, you know, one, I get that. But I also do feel like that that shouldn't slight somebody else. Somebody's story could turn out totally different had they been given this opportunity. I've watched it happen. People transfer into my school, they sophomore or they junior year, two years left, three years left, one year left, and made the most out of it and, and completely turned their life around, completely took what they were doing in public school or in the neighborhood or whatever. You came in here, you got structured up a little bit. You talk to some of these coaches, you get in this weight room, get this regimen on you. You were totally, <laughs> you know? So I watched that switching right. like that. But that also, you know, I think that for the right people coming from certain backgrounds, being raised a certain type of way, not having, in a sense, makes you want to give to others, makes you want to pass that down to others and come back. Because like you said, you've been there all your life. You're still doing things to give. You're still doing things to, you know, ensure that the community knows that, look, it's stories to be told here. It's talent out here. It's the same way, you know, Greenville got this, Raleigh got this, Charlotte got this, Otarbo got this. Don't doubt us, don't slide us, just because, you know, we may not be one of these cities that are on the map. We may not be the Triangle area, the Queen City, Trey Ford, whatever you want to call it. But Tarboro has some talent. Tarboro has, you know, a lot of these individuals that you put them, you put them elsewhere, they're going to shine. They're going to be true shiners for sure. So I think about, Definitely. you know, I think about that. I think about industry. I think about a lot of times truly we're not where we want to be per se, but that's not to say that we're not working. So you think about this podcast back in 2018, you think about really all that it took to really get this started and compass and all that you've done up to date. Do you feel like there's anything that you have not explored that you're looking forward to? I know you still have some things to come with the documentary and I know you're even doing some things on the side, but do you feel like there's any avenue of raw mind sports, of podcasting in general, of what you want to do in the local community that you just haven't really delved into yet that you're, you're, you're much really looking forward to doing? Man, one thing I'm going to say before I um get into that is, like, um losing um and these guys always talk to me before this happened. Losing my best friend in early January, it's his life, young. Um, went graduated from ECU, by the way, alum of ECU. Um, seeing that happen, I know some things we always discuss. And then my other best friend, it is in Charlotte now, um, just the things that we always talked about giving back, like me being on um, my great grandma, raised by my great grandma. Um, mom was gone to college. Um, dad was, he, he was in them streets heavy. So he went definitely around born and raised in the Bronx. Um, money wasn't a thing to me. Like I wasn't, when I'm saying a thing, not like it's nothing like I was rich. No, I'm saying like, I didn't have it. So I didn't know what that was. Money didn't really matter because I was a young kid and I didn't know what it was. So, just getting food on the table was enough. And being in those Section 8 apartments, getting food, and stuff like that, it was extremely tough. But for my best friend part, all this balls up into what I'm about to say in a minute. Like, losing my best friend that lives in Charlotte, man, when I seen him when we was playing football and stuff, the pressures he dealt with, I know you were talking about when you lost your mom. My my friend, man, he lost his mom one year. The next year he lost his daddy. The next year he lost his grandma. The next year he lost his grandma. So, like, he was pretty much, I think he got out. Before he even got to his junior year in high school, all this was already gone. You know, so he had an aunt. But he ended up moving. His brother had already left and started doing some things in the trucking business, stuff like that. But he was pretty much on his own. And basically what we were saying, man, is, like, 
before I even thought about any of these things, these guys just always talking about like what they want to do when they grow up. When we get adults, they want to be able to give back to a lot of kids in ways and show things that it can happen. They don't want kids to be in situations that we was in, even though his situation, he couldn't help with his, his parents and his grandparents. He didn't want that. So one thing I want to tap into, overall mind sports to be a network. I also want to tap into the part of being a, a speaker, going to live events, live shows, telling uh, telling way more than just Raw Mind Sports. Raw Mind Sports is one piece of my life, but it's a lot of things I want to pull out. And you'll see, like, man, the, the grit and grind and why I am like I am. And you'll be like, it's power. Like, I really have a true testimony. So I want to do things in broadcasting to help these kids, to show these kids, like, they can't make it in the field. They can do some things and bring a group of people in, uh, create a nonprofit to where, like, they're in the film industry to edit and to – being able to be interviewed, to be able to discuss or interview people, you like show them this aspect of the sports realm, and and even if they don't even be in sports, you know, it still will teach them a lot of things from news or something else they want to do, stuff like that. So for me, um, I always want to create raw mind sports as a network. I always want to be able to do speaking eventually later. You know, talking about how I got grew this this. Uh, I call it manifesting it. It's juggernaut. And <laughs> and also um, teaching kids, like, you know, about it and having, like, a summer program or something or even yearly during the year, just picking certain days of the week to kind of make sure I have people in place to make sure we can run it the way we want to run it. But I feel like, you know, we need to teach people about technology. Technology is the new way. Not saying brick and mortar or other things don't work, but I'm just saying if you can do if you can do anything technical, you you can do very well right now in this world we live in. Man, the tech the, don't even get me started on the tech. <laughs> I've been telling everybody for so long. Like if you have an ounce of tech skill, keep it, learn it, hone in on it, emphasize right. it, strengthen it. Go get a cert. I, I see a cert. I see a different certification getting posted every day. Go get it. Go go find something out because I'm telling you where we're. Lit, where we're moving towards how everything is just getting digitized and how everything is just VR now and all of this stuff is crazy because even our it's crazy to think now like my parents generation like because I'm only 26 so my parents generation was more so saying like dad like y'all got this gadget y'all got that gadget how y'all keep up with everything how y'all work everything but now like I kind of feel like my parents a little bit, I'm looking at like my little brother got and what they doing and how they keeping up with everything. And I'm just like, dad, like I'm by far not an old man at all. Like I would consider myself pretty tech savvy, but nah, some of the stuff y'all doing and y'all making and y'all got and nah, I could, I could give me the simple. Yeah. I thought I had a lot of gadgets, but no, y'all got stuff that's off the charts for sure. But no, I, I really do love to hear that. You know, just how a lot of times we recognize we have platforms, we have voices, we have messages, we have impact. And we just keep it, you know, we keep it to our, sometimes it's unintentional. Sometimes it is intentional. Sometimes we just, sometimes I've watched people's upbringing really shape them from a thing of, you know, it's traumatized and it's the PTSD, it's the whole, you don't really want to put yourself back in that situation because you work so hard to get out of there. And while I definitely agree with that, I also think that you have to, to play devil's advocate a little bit. You have to understand that there are people in your shoes just the same. People who got them, people who didn't ask to be in a situation, who it would right. be born into it. It was inherited or something like right. that. It was just, it was right. just things, like you said, your friend, you can't help that. Three years back to back to back losses like that, that's 
man, that's traumatizing. That's detrimental to the mental and everything like that. But for him, for y'all to not let, you know, these losses, these these L's and everything really take y'all out the game. But if anything, strengthen y'all, but want to give that back. I've always loved that because it takes a true person to do that. It takes true character. Not to say you don't have character just because you're not giving back or you don't put yourself in those situations. That's okay. But to have somebody, you know, deal with things, go through life and it not always go their way, lose people to, to no fault of your own. And you still want to give back. You still want to put the best foot forward. You still want to tackle the youth and make that happen. I always got to take my head off to that. Absolutely, man. So before I get into, you know, where everybody can find you on the podcast um, avenue and tap in with you and even learn more about what you have going on, especially for all of our North Carolinians, because I think that's my biggest crowd on this podcast, the North Carolinians, <laughs> you folks, everything like that. Do you feel like, you know, there's anything we haven't touched on today, any last words or messages that you even want to leave for people who may tap into this interview, whether they be fellow podcasters or just fellow sports lovers or just even business owners and entrepreneurs? Yeah, for me, um, for anybody who's doing anything, whatever it is, like consistency matters, man. You can't keep, like I was telling someone on the other podcast, I got interviewed on Friday. Um, you know, we tend to go to, we have an A through Z plan, which is cool. That's great. You know, you're supposed to have all the options. But you can't go up A, go up two steps, come down A, then go up B, go up three steps, then come down. You keep starting over, over, go down C, go up four steps, come down. Like, every time you start over, it puts you way, way behind. I know every situation say you don't know if it's going to work, know it's going to work. But it comes a time, and those steps, it's like, okay, you know, you, you're already saying before you get to the A step, I want to do this in five years. But 10 years, 20 years down the road, we tend to be in a situation where we're still talking about what we should have done in five years, and we never got to the five-year mark. So, I mean, consistency, whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you love, you know, hone into it. I know some – Situations like we talked about on the show, you know, some situations are different. Some situations you can't help. But don't let them drain you. Don't let that be an excuse. You know, find that inner strength within you to still find a way to do your passion. I know I was talking about earlier about everybody working stuff that they don't want to work in that passion. They got to have that do what I got to do man, mindset. You know, sometimes you're going to have to work double time to get to your passion. Some situations, and I feel like every purpose the universe brings to you is always given to the person that can handle it. I don't ever think it's just anybody um just getting it and just not can't handle it so find ways to to make it happen even during the times you know a lot of these guys the industry um people who are millionaires you know if you listen to a lot of their starting days like they never slept you know i mean they never they got to where they was at now they're sleeping good and living good because they put in the work no matter what it was they didn't care how much sleep they got you know sometimes you got to be able to if you want something so bad, if you really want something so bad, you're going to do whatever else, whatever it takes to get whatever it is so bad. That's And that's the motto. Whatever you want so bad, you're going to do whatever it takes to get it so bad, no matter the obstacles, no matter the journey, no matter what it is, if you want it. The most genius thing you can do in anything is never get up, give up. Excuse me. The most genius thing you can do is never give up. You know, because eventually – never giving up you're gonna get a yes you may not get it when you want it but you're gonna get a yes because you never gave up and people gonna get time i'm gonna tell a little small story so one day it's a prime example short story and it helped me mold myself into where i met in life so once i got out of high school before i went to school um i, I was on the back of um the summer i was on the back of the trash truck so i was trying to get a job trying to get a job i couldn't get a job so every morning before 8 o'clock, I know the HR lady in Tarver would, would always be walking in at 8 o'clock. I used to sit up her step every single morning before she even walked into her office. And she'll be like, 
So eventually she was like, no, we're not doing no what I do with a course. Then eventually she said, you know, Ron, I'm tired of seeing you. I'm going to get you a job. So that's what happened. So like I literally got up every morning before 8 o'clock, before she even, she probably ain't had her coffee yet. I'm right there in front of the door where she got to walk in every day just so I could get the job. Now, did I want that job? No. At the time, that was me young before I went to school to try and make some extra money. But I knew if I wanted something, job and no experience, because in high school, I didn't, have that, I didn't have a job because I was always playing all these sports and I didn't really have time. So during that summer, I said, I'm going to work and get me some change until I go to school with So I said, I didn't just want a little typical restaurant job or something like that. No, I wanted something that was going to give me like a good check every two weeks. During that time, that was good money for me. I ain't had no kids and that. And so... You know, so I sit in her face every single morning and literally until, and, I, and that's the point, like, you keep going and you never stop until they say yes. And what happened? I sat in her face, I think right before after I graduated for about two weeks. And every, for that two weeks, she saw my face every single day, Monday through Friday, every morning. I would call at 12 o'clock, even after the morning. So eventually I come up there and I say, yeah. And I literally used to walk her. I didn't even have a car at the time. I walked up there every day, every morning. And eventually she just said, I'm tired of seeing your face. I'm going to give you a job. One time she was saying, I don't know if we have a jobs available. But and that's when I knew that sometimes things can happen the way they want to happen. At her time, she was like, it's not available. They're not hiring yet. That's the first time when she was seeing me. They're not hiring yet. The she kept seeing me over and over and over. It's almost like she overrode what they said and said, I'm going to hire you anyway. Forget what they talking about. I'm going to hire you anyway. So she ended up hiring me. After she done told me, she couldn't hire me because she had to see what they said. So those things will make people change their mind. That's a subconscious thing, being in her face all the time. She probably calling out and saying the same thing. She probably tired of seeing my face. So she's like, you know what? Forget what they talking about because they ain't in a rush. I'm going to get, yeah. I ain't got to worry about seeing you no more. That's what happened. Raw thoughts. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I That's so crazy. I, I can't tell you time and time again how you just hear about situations like that, how really sometimes it really takes making yourself uncomfortable, just doing something, just being consistent. It, it really feels like sometimes you, because I bet it was some mornings where you woke up, you already knew what she was about to tell you. You already knew. <laughs> you said, I'm going to sit here anyway. I'm gonna, Right. You might be the day. Because the one day you didn't show up or the one day you woke up, you might have just been a little sluggish getting out of bed and you said... And you know what? She's just going to deny it anyway. That would have been the day. And had you not <laughs> been there that day, you would have still, who knows where you would have been, bro. But that just goes to show that, you know, you got to keep it going. You got to, you got to, what they say, you fall, you fall nine or what they say, you fall nine, get up 10. Don't, yeah, you know, yeah. don't let it, don't, don't just let that take you out the game because that one time you never know when it's going to be the day. Today might be the day, dot, dot, dot. You really never no, man. So that's that's a testament right there, man. That's that's persistence, though. But that and that's just really like you said, wanting it. if you if you want something, if you genuinely speak about something, think about something, want to manifest something, write it down, whatever you you shouldn't want to take no for an answer. You shouldn't because you don't want it. You don't want it. That was just temporary. then. But something that you want that's ingrained in you, that's on your mind, you thinking about it. Oh, man, you yeah. got to go get that. thing. You got to go get that. <laughs> so, nah, man, I definitely do. This is amazing just to chop it up, just to hear, you know, one from the sports perspective, from the sports side of things, but also just dive a little bit deeper into really the mission behind everything and why you, because this is deeply rooted. Raw Mind Sports is, is, is a deeper rooted brand to me. Like you said, you want to, you want to make this just, you want to, we want this to just be a mission, not just a podcast, not just something people can look at and watch and see. You want this to be inclusive. 
and, and it starts in that Tarboro community. So I'm very excited, you know, to see what's to come. I'm definitely going to be tapping in on the snippets and the teases and everything because I already seen a couple and I said, man, this this is going to be some gems. And now I'm going to have to go back to it and, and get the content because you from what it sounds like, you got a lot of content out there. So I'm big on the sports takes and debates and everything. So I have to keep tapping in little by little for sure. But I know I'm not the only one. I know there are other people who you piqued the interest today. You talked about something. Like I said, I have a lot of North Carolina folks that, that tap into this. So for everybody out there, can you just let us know what would be the best places to find you, where we can tap in with you, where we can reach you? I know it's going to be some Tarboro people on here that want to see the documentary and everything. So how can we um, how can we get in tune with you? You can go and get in tune with me at rawmindsports.com, rawmindsports.com. That's my website. You can find out anything up there. Um, if you want to, if you're a social media person, Raw Mind Sports on Instagram. Uh, I got a little bit on TikTok. I ain't really. I need to be using that more. So that's raw thought moment. Um, I'm on Twitter. Definitely use that more. People saying like, "Hey, wow, you're a sports guy. You use Twitter." Um, Facebook, Raw Mind Sports. You know, so that's where that's at. YouTube, definitely, and definitely any show between. I have videos in the archives. You'll better see me really in my zone. These recent shows been like a lot of debates, a few high school episodes and stuff like that from recent time. But if you go under videos at YouTube. On my YouTube channel, you'll be able to see a lot of the interviews I've done before, and you'll get a real good look of what I like really went into. And I'm going back to that, to that realm. You know, I want to get back into that. You know, the pandemic kind of paused a lot of that, but during that time. But now I'm ready to get back into to that part, fully loaded. Yeah, I'm gonna have, still have a lot of interviews on computer stuff like that, live stream. Yes, but at the same time, I even had some of those. But I feel like I need to be in in the the flesh be by the flesh sometimes and, and things and i feel like that's what that's at so you can definitely find me on youtube any podcast player rawmindsports.com and if you're in on raw mind sports on instagram you can click the link tree and they'll give you all access to everything that i'm pretty much in i love it all right y'all look y'all heard them tap in I got, I got, we got a little bit of everything. We got some insight as to what's coming. We have some insight into even later down the line, what he really wants to do with the brand. I love chopping it up and sitting down with fellow podcasters, man. They're going to give you that conversation every single time. So no, this was a pleasure. Uh, Ryan, thank you. Jessica, thank you. I'm excited. Anything that we can do from this side to help, to support anything, don't hesitate to let us know. But like we said, we, we manifested some things today. We talked about some things. We got a little bit deeper today. So I'm excited to see things come to fruition, to see things come into action. And to everybody, you know, who continues to support us, make sure y'all tap in with us. We got the live event coming up Labor Day weekend in Charlotte. Very excited for that, man. Then we got some more things coming that I ain't, I ain't going to give too much just yet, but just, you know, the Down to Business podcast got to end the year with a bang. So just continue to stay with us, stick with us. I appreciate all of y'all. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.